You're stupid too as I You're stupid too as I You'll never live You'll never die Hey everybody, welcome back to the Better Off Dead Minute podcast, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Better Off Dead, one virginal, virginital, virginital, that just doesn't sound, <laughs> at a time. I'm Curtis Blaze from thesacknews.com. And I'm Jason Hummel from Mondo Confidential. Today we are analyzing Minute 27, which starts with Lane freaking out because he's lost his virginity and ends with the geometry teacher assigning homework. Curtis, what happened in this minute? Well, I'm glad you asked, Jason. In minute 26, Lane was called to the blackboard and stands next to Beth. Her proximity causes him to remember a time they were alone in his station wagon together. As the minute begins, Beth says, For God's sake, Lane, will you relax? It's just our virginity. At 26 minutes and 10 seconds, Beth sits up suddenly, startled by a noise. Lane assures her that they are completely alone. At 26 minutes and 26 seconds, we cut to the outside of the car to see thieves removing tires and hubcaps from the station wagon. Meanwhile, we hear Lane talking about a broken condom. At 26 minutes and 46 seconds, we cut back to Lane in class reacting to the conversation about the broken condom. On the board, he has inadvertently turned his geometry problem into a drawing of a sad pregnant lady. At 26 minutes and 52 seconds, the bell rings and the teacher dismisses a disappointed class. As the minute ends, the teacher begins to tell the class which pages to memorize for the next day. What immediately struck me about this scene is it feels like a nightmare version of the virginity scene in Say Anything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, both awkward, but totally different, you know. The, the Say Anything is actually, like, tender and romantic. They're shaking and sweaty. Yeah, Lane's all vulnerable, and Ioni Sky is comforting. Look at you just pulling Ioni Sky out of the, out of your back pocket like that, like you've just got one chambered. Oh, yeah, well, I remember Ioni Sky very well. You and your dark-haired ladies with their prominent eyebrows. Yeah, 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 yeah. Joan Crawford. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> well, this movie was made before saying anything. Yeah, about four years before. You think he got deja vu doing the <laughs> say anything scene? It's like, here I am in a car doing the awkward virginity thing again. Do you think Cameron Crowe was like, let's do that scene again, but better? <laughs> I'll show him. I'll show them all. <laughs> it does totally remind me of the say anything scene. It's weird, though. There are points in this scene. Well, for instance, when we first see the car... And we see their lumps inside the car. He's clearly on top of her. Yeah. As if they are doing it. Yet, in the very next shot, when he lays down beside her, as if he just finished, fully clothed, both of them. I mean, layers. Yeah. He's got like a t-shirt and then a collar shirt and then a sweater. She's got like a, a collar shirt and a sweater <laughs> underneath the blankets. Yeah, you know, no over-the-bra action for this scene. <laughs> is their first time, is, is them losing their virginity just a quick pull-the-pants-down-to-the-knee situation? Hmm. It seems to be, doesn't it? Yeah, unless they were, like, dry-humping, but he got out the condom. That would make no sense. Well, yeah, and for the condom to break, it would have to be on. Yeah. He would have to be getting action. I mean, she freaked out. And then later on in the scene, he draws a pregnant geometry figure so 
the condom breaking, he wasn't just talking about getting it out of the wallet and pulling yeah. it apart. Yeah. It broke inside of her. Definitely. And she's freaked out, and he's also freaked out about her having a baby. Which, by the way, leads to a question about the timeline here. The first time they did it, they're wearing sweaters, so it's clearly fall. Yes. But they met in summer before school started. So they waited a little bit. This was into their relationship. There was a scene earlier. Help me remember. Did he say six months? Six months. Six, six months, and she dumps me. Okay, so from summer, let's call it, let's call it late summer, just to, for fun. Mm-hmm. August. August, September, October, November. Maybe it's cold enough for sweaters. Maybe October. Three months. So now it's three months since that time. Possibly only two months. Depending on if you buy the four months or the three months after they met before they did it thing. At two months in, there would still be some question about whether she was pregnant. Yeah. So it must have been... So two months after they did it, after they lost their virginity... We're figuring that's when the dumping happened. Yeah. That is cold. Yeah. Especially when he was so happy about it. <laughs> Finally get it over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He wanted, wanted to get his dad's Polaroid. But then again, who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> Just a couple of years later, it would be, let's get out the video camera. God, imagine looking back on that years later. <laughs> It'd be so sad. This was my first time. Well, it was probably awesome the first time. <laughs> Until she dumped him. Yeah. Did I mention that there are crickets? No, you did not. What are crickets doing in the woods? I guess we decided this is at a lake, right? Yeah. According to fast rewind, uh, according to fast dash rewind dot com, the filming location for this scene was at a place called Malibu Lake in Agora, California. I'm not going to talk about their editorial process. But I really want it to be Malibu Lake <laughs> in Algorla, California. Like they're dropping L's all over the place. Ah, but what do I know? <laughs> Maybe it's Angora, California. Ooh, yeah, there we go. Angora. And they're just spelling it wrong. It's Angora. They, it's where they get the Needs an N. Yeah. It's where they get the sweaters. <laughs> Breed the rabbits. Oh my god. <laughs> this is where they also shot the uh the bike chase, the foggy bike chase later on. So they're at a lake. Yes. And there's the ever-present crickets. It doesn't matter where a movie is. If it's nighttime, there's crickets. Always. It's just like if you go to the desert, you hear the same screaming hawk noise. Even if hawks don't belong in the area of the world you're in a, you're in a desert at, you get the crickets at night. Not inside, though. And I'll tell you this. Crickets. Your experience in life. It's nighttime. You hear crickets. Describe the area where you are. Um, usually in town. In town, but also, aren't you also inside? Inside, yeah. You're usually inside when you hear them, right? Yeah. Outside, no. All kinds of other noises, but not crickets. Hmm. Ah, whatever. I need to let things go, I think. <laughs> I want to get to the bottom of the, of the sex thing. Are they, are their pants off underneath? They would almost have to be for anything to actually happen. I think it's beyond question that they actually had sex. Yes. We've got a broken condom. We've got freaked out about pregnancy. He was on top of her. He wants to celebrate. So they're not getting ready to have sex. It just seems like the most uncomfortable, god-awful sex. (laughs) Sweater to sweater. Oh, it's just awful. That is just awful. (laughs) Who wants to have sex like that? Who wants to remember that as as the time they lost their virginity? And by the way, 
Not sweaty? Not out of breath? Her hair was a little mess, though. Yeah, but not really. Yeah, not, not just get laid, Matt's. Well, and they also do the thing, and by they, I mean Savage Steve Holland. He depicts this as coitus interruptus as well. He, he, he has her do the thing where she sits up suddenly. <gasps> what was that noise? Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of mixed messages coming from this scene in the sex department. Yeah, well, sex was always interrupted in the 80s movies. You know, either something happens to derail it or they get killed, you know. At least they didn't get killed by a mongoloid, you know, in this one. Oh, I'll tell you what. If you're in a movie with Amanda Weiss and you're having sex and don't get killed, count yourself lucky. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because that is going to happen. Yeah. That is, that is risky sex right there. <laughs> Being in a teen movie with Amanda Weiss, yes. having sex. Yes. You are taking a knife to the head at, in the very least. But it turns out it's not a stalker, machete, axe murderer. Uh would that be a machete with an axe? <laughs> he, he, yeah, he murders machetes with axes. <laughs> it was just car thieves. Three of them taking three tires. There's three thieves. They each take a tire. That means there's one tire left. And by the way, the car is up on blocks. It's not just up on jacks. It's up on blocks. So they brought blocks with them. They lifted it up far enough to scoop blocks under and then set it back down on the blocks and then get rid of the jacks and then take the tires off. Which, you know, I mean, that would be common if you're stripping a car. Yeah. You would leave it on blocks. But what that suggests is that, again, they had sex and they yes. weren't noticing. Yeah. The earth was moving for them, so they didn't notice the earth moving, <laughs> which I didn't consider. Another, another fine attention to detail moment for uh, Savage Steve Holland. And the fact that there are three thieves, though, does that make you think that maybe it might be Stalin's henchmen? I was wondering that. If it is Stalin's henchmen, did he send them? Yeah, it's like, does he have like a hubcap uh, bootlegging operation on the side? Or does he already have designs on Beth? Ah, uh, that would be diabolical, you know? <laughs> like, Imagine the manipulative master that is Stalin if he was doing things like sending his henchmen to strip the car while they have sex just to help her have bad feelings about Lane. Yeah, strand him in the woods so she just gets, like, so disgusted. Hmm. I wouldn't put it past Stalin. What a beautiful town Greendale must be. Lake, summer-like conditions. Mountains. Skiing, like, within driving distance, easily. Stripping the car is out of place, though. That is... National Lampoon's vacation, driving through Chicago, that is every urban center you've ever seen to represent high crime areas as a, as a you know, shorthand movie making trope. Yeah. Roll them up. The fact that it's happening. <laughs> the fact that it's happening at this scenic lake in the woods. That's a meth thing. Car thieves stripping a car. At a scenic lake, in, at, a, at a rural lake in the, you know, except that meth wasn't a thing necessarily in 1985. No. It, I mean, it was, but it was called crank and it wasn't as powerful. It, crackheads would be more likely. Except that in the 80s, crackheads were black exclusively. And these people were clearly white. I'm going, I'm going Stalin's henchmen. Hmm. I'm saying yes. I'm saying yes to these are Stalin's, hen, Stalin's henchmen. And there was a, 
a much bigger conspiracy to break them up going on than is suggested just by what we see in the film. Diabolical. Jason, I got nothing else for this minute. You got anything? Oh. <sighs> one more thing? Of, of course there's one more thing, because I can never say that and then not be cursed to go, oh, and by the way. <laughs> she was so mad at him about... Uh, about them losing their virginity. I mean, this was not important to her at all. Yet another sign of the genius that is Savage Steve. Even at this moment where they're both losing their virginity to each other, she has no respect for him. Yeah, she has that typical attitude of, let's just get it over with, it seems to me. Which is weird, right? That's a guy thing. I want to get it over with. But then he's the one that's like, ha, ha, all fluttery. I don't know. I... What what I what I think actually it it, it is that way. Um, guys always make a bigger deal out of it, you know, because it's it's an ego thing with them. You know, I finally scored, you know, and and with women, it's like they know that the first time is gonna suck, so it's just like, uh, take one for the team. I never thought about that. Gee, Dad, I never thought of it that way. <laughs> Jason, I'm tapped out. You got anything? Uh, I got nothing. In that case. Why don't you listeners not forget to leave us a voicemail or a text? The number is 712-830-7373. An easier way to remember that is 7180-RESET. Or for our friends in Colorado, 71-BUD-ZERO-RESET. BUD. (laughs) Or for those jerks over in Wisconsin, it's 71-CUD-ZERO-SURFS. Because it's America's Dairyland. Call 71 Cud Zero Surfs. <laughs> Who are all these surfs? You can join us uh, uh, tomorrow, Wednesday? I believe so. For the Better Off Dead Minute podcast, Minute 28. Until then, he's Jason. <laughs> and he's Curtis. Good night.